Hello everyone, this is Laura looking for love. Today I'm going to be talking about boxing. I know it doesn't seem like boxing would be a great topic for a show called Laura Looking for Love, but you're going to see why in, in just a while. But first, I need to talk to you about my history with boxing. September 16th, the most recent middleweight championship fight in Las Vegas, Triple G versus Canelo. That day, I was so excited, so passionate about this fight that I was anticipating, and I realized I hadn't felt that way in a very long time especially about a sporting event. I'm not a huge sports person, I will admit, but I have my moments. And when I have my moments, they are big. So the day of the fight, I wanted to pump myself up. So I started watching all of the specials on Canelo, Triple G, leading up to the fight, the interviews, the backstories. And there was one with Max Kellerman called Under the Light. Anyway, so one of the things I think was Roy Jones Jr. was saying, this is going to be one of the biggest fights because you have two guys, one who has been wanting to fight this guy. If he had to choose any person to fight, it would have been Triple G. And Triple G, if he would have thought of one great person to fight, it would be Canelo. And in that moment, I just thought, this is the epitome of a soulmate relationship. I'm not talking about romantic soulmates. People think that soulmates are supposed to be these romantic love stories. I'm looking for my soulmate. But I think what people don't understand is that soulmates come in so many forms. And what they do is they help us to grow. They help us to learn. And they serve a really significant purpose on our life path. And for these two boxers, they've been wanting to highlight their skills and in a way tell their stories through the art of boxing that would allow them to be seen, allow them to be represented. And in order to do that, they need to find the right partner. Because without the right partner, without the right opponent, no one's going to want to watch, right? or it's not going to be as exciting or eventful. I mean, I wouldn't be watching. It brings in a whole new level of people. It brings it more to a mainstream level when you find that soulmate partner that can really bring out your strengths and can have the potential to devastate you as well. So Triple G, he likes to go in aggressively and go in for the punch, right? That's his style. Canelo, on the other hand, he's a counterpuncher, so he likes people coming into him and he likes to counter. So even the styles are complementary. They have opposite styles. So the buildup and the hype of how these two styles would come together for a great fight made the anticipation of the fight even more exciting. The funnest part for me wasn't even the fight. It was the anticipation of the fight and the remembering of why I love boxing to begin with. Here I am, a person who has focused her entire life on the topic of love, who has observed love from so many angles, who've experienced love in so many ways, and who, my first book, it was called The Bonsai Babes, A Love Story. It's a kid's book for adults, and it caused a lot of controversy when it came out because it was a love story. There's two girls, and so people who were super conservative were like, this is a perverted story, and people who wanted to have that representative embraced it, and to me, I knew calling it a love story might cause some controversy. I didn't think it would be in the way that it did because... It's just a little old book, you know, no one knew it, but there was an article written and people got kind of pissed about the book. The fact that they put it in a box, they labeled it. And it wasn't. It was a love story with many different layers. It wasn't specific to any one type of love, but it was open for the interpretation of anybody to take it as their own, as a piece of their own love story. So wherever your love was or is, you can probably insert yourself in the story in some way. It was really open to pretty much everybody. So my point being that I'm I'm a person who has always been about love. 
I, I love love from different perspectives. And it's a, ironic that I love fighting, such a brutal sport where you're like blood and guts and you can get killed. So I thought about that and I was like, you know what, why? Why do I love boxing so much? It seems so opposite of maybe what I would be drawn to as this love person. And I started to remember being in elementary school and in high school and watching pay-per-view fights at my parents' house with my grandparents on my dad's side, who were also boxing fans, my Bachan and my Jichan, I would call them. My Bachan, she had survived the internment camps and she had this great energy and attitude about her, super strong. She was just as big of a boxing fan as any of the men. And so um, one of the fights that I remember the most was the George Foreman Holyfield fight. And it was my parents, my brother, and my Bachan and my Jichan, my grandparents. So my grandparents wanted, my Bachan and Jichan wanted Foreman to win because they related to his advanced age. He was only, I think, 41 or 42 at the time. But back then it was like, oh, he's old. He's coming out of retirement. And being grandparents and being older, they're like, we want the old guy to win. And then my parents were for Evander Holyfield. He was just strong they liked his style and he resonated with them so they picked him and I realized that in boxing we root for the people that we can relate to the most and in their struggle and in their fight we learn what it is to feel the strength of a warrior that's what boxing is we live vicariously through these two fighters and especially as minorities especially as women when we see strength in a fighter especially if they're the underdog or they're fighting their way back we love to see that because it gives us hope that we can be that strong And so there was one moment where my bachan said, low blow, low blow. The ref didn't even see that. And my dad just kind of laughed and he's like, mom, his pants are all the way up to his chest. That wasn't a low blow. And everyone just started laughing. We were on different sides rooting for our different boxers, but we were just happy to be together and excited and inspired Boxing really is that for me. It was about inspiration and community and family. You know, years later, also, it's ironic that my parents were Evander Holyfield fans because later when he fought Mike Tyson, Tyson bit off both his ears. There was this outrage, like, I can't believe he would do that. And, you know, the way Holyfield had dealt with it, he was still a quote-unquote good guy after he got his ears bit off. And I think that also served as inspiration for my parents to know that even as a quote-unquote victim, you could still have class and be a winner. And I think as people who have identified in many ways as victims in one way or the other through their life, through their struggles, that really resonated with them. So again, it's, it's hopefulness in that ring. It's a bigger metaphor for the bigger stories of people's lives. When I was thinking about watching this fight, one of the other things that came up for me was that I really wanted to feel that sense of community like I did when I was little. I wanted to be part of a room that was cheering and feel the friendships and the love and the family. And part of me, you know, I I just turned 41. I'm one of the few single women of all my friends. And I live a very different lifestyle than everyone else as a single woman, especially in my culture and just being a woman in general at my age. So a lot of my friends, they're not in that same space of wanting to watch a fight. They have their responsibilities, they're taking care of their kids, and they're just not in that space. So I had a moment where I did feel isolated 
not knowing where I could see this fight and wanting to see it in a community and wanting to see it with people. I talked to my ex-boyfriend who is one of my best friends, one of the only friends I know that loves boxing. So I asked him where he was going to watch the fight and he said, you know, let's watch it together. He had a couple friends who were going to watch the fight with him and he decided on a place. It was like a little dive bar in downtown LA. Uh, He'd watched fights there before and I'm like, okay, cool. We'll meet there. The only thing with that place is they don't have reserved seating. You have to get there like two or three hours early, especially for a fight of this magnitude. I mean, it was going to be pretty packed. And we're like, we have to get there like at five. Fight starts at eight. And then I, I started to think about it. And I was like, you know, I really don't want to get there that early. I don't want to fight the crowd. I would rather just watch it like pay-per-view or in a theater even. Now that they're having boxing in the theaters, I'm like, how cool would that be to watch it on a big screen? I thought about why. Another thing that that I remember is Rocky IV. Uh, I was about eight or nine and we saw it in the theaters and that fight scene at the end where Rocky was starting to go from defeated to defeat her and the energy shifted and he started pounding on Ivan Drago. And in that moment, the whole audience started chanting, Rocky, Rocky, in unison. And to me, it was like magic because in that moment, Rocky became real. He wasn't just part of a movie. We were actually watching a real fight and we were all rooting for Rocky as if he represented each and every one of us. So I was like, I wish I could see it on the theater. I want to feel that again. I want to feel the crowd because this is real. People are going to be cheering in that theater and I'm going to be part of that. So I had to give it a lot of thought because it was a hard decision. These type of fights don't come around often. You know, this is like once in a decade. So I decided I was going to choose community and my friend over the theater because that was what boxing was about for me in the past and what it still was. And he is, Jose is my family now. He is part of that family unit that I've created for myself in my adult life. So I decided that I would go with him. It did give me also some food for thought about what I choose to do, where my priorities are, what I choose as family, what I choose as community, but also in a bigger picture with me and Jose that we were at one point going down the road towards marriage. And there are times... I will admit that I sometimes think about it. Life could be easy that way. And then these moments happen. They remind me of why we're not together. And it might seem simple, but it is a bigger picture. And I think for so many people, we choose people that give us comfort, that take care of us, that give us love, and we don't think anything else is important. You're right. Love is the foundation of everything. It is. Unconditional love should exist in every relationship. But beyond the love, what's important is to be able to look in the same direction, to look in the same direction as the person, to have similar goals. Because if the goals conflict, you're going to always be in competition with one another, right? No matter how much you love them. And I think that, well, I don't think, I know that that was our issue. And I had noticed that early on. I didn't quite articulate it in that way when we were going through our breakup and I hadn't absorbed it in the way that I know it to be now. But really that's what the big picture was, is that despite the love that we have for each other, he wanted a completely different life than I did. He wanted kids family being rooted in LA and that was his big picture it's family this life for me this lifetime is about freedom it's about carving my space outside of a family unit to have my own individual worth it is tempting for a woman to always go back to someone who loves you so much because there is so much 
sexualization of women nowadays and it's just objectification that when you find something of true unconditional love it's hard to walk away from we think that that's the best we can do but really we're looking out for what our higher purpose is our higher goal and if my goal is to create something bigger than myself I can't allow myself to give all of that up for a relationship as much as I love the person when I look at this representation in a symbolic smaller form of the boxing arena and of how I wanted to see boxing the big picture was the same as our lives and what we wanted different he was happy with a bar I wanted a big screen and as small a detail as that is it's a huge lifestyle difference it's a very symbolic difference as I start to look at what I want in my next relationship that's what I want now I want someone who'll be able to appreciate that big screen final thoughts people may think that the little things don't matter But I have the opposite opinion. I think the little things, when they hit you hard, are everything. And there is a difference between the little things that don't matter and the little things that do. And you will definitely know the difference because you'll feel them in a different place. So trust your intuition and don't be afraid to step in that ring. Your life purpose is worth fighting for. This was Triple G Canelo Part 1. The fight is a whole other topic. I'll save that for another time, maybe the rematch. Next week's podcast is Love in a Wiener, and it's not what you think it is. Although it might be a little what you think it is, but there's a twist. I'll also have a little psychic info for you, those of you who are interested or curious about that, unless another better topic comes along. So if you have any suggestions on topics or anything you want to hear about, you can email me at info at the bonsai babes.com.